welcome, welcome all to the Pro Football Radio Podcast. We are at episode 31, uh, the big milestone of 3-1, bro. Yeah, that was a great intro. Can I just say last week, you sounded like someone that needed like a welfare check with the intro. Like I was a little concerned. Oh, last week was not a good last week, Last week was not a good week. But I didn't finish my intro yet. Yeah, we're coming to you live from the Pro Football Radio <laughs> Amphitheater in Shelton, Connecticut. This is your co-host Jay Chima with the pride and joy of Merrimack, New Hampshire. Diploma. It's great. I was. Can you tell I was that concerned that like this was leaps and bounds, you know, better than last week? Last week I was like, shit, man. Like, does he need to stay at the house? Do I need to make sure like he's good? Like, do I have to do the the, the check in? With Jay, I listened. Uh, I listened to the podcast back today just to get some insight, and I was like, "Oh my god, my intro last week was horrific, dude!" I, well, first of all, it was a shit. You day. had a bad day that day. Oh, it was a bad day. All Con- hell was breaking loose. Uh, that considered, day. you know, being unemployed yet last week. You know, right. I, I, I thought maybe working at McDonald's was the answer last week. <laughs> you know, I was like, I can't do this aviation shit anymore. Nah, you should just, you know, do what your friend did and just grab like job applications and hand them out to homeless people. I know, I know, but no, I'm much better now, man. Thank you for the uh, welfare check on myself. Yep. Um, uh, let me ask you, how are you? How I'm are good. you doing? Have you cried lately? Been a bitch? Taking the rundown. No, no, I haven't cried yet. <laughs> I haven't cried. It's been been pretty good. All right. You know, okay. didn't have a good cry yet, but uh, you know, the week is young. So nice, nice. We'll, we'll see. I got one more day of work left. So we'll see if I survive tomorrow until five o'clock. I tell you what, man, you got a cake schedule, bro. You work Sunday through Wednesday, three days off. Yep. Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. It's better than what it used to be. Can't beat that, bro. Good old good old Vanessa. Good old Vanessa, every when I used to work, what the hell was that schedule? It was like <laughs> Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And every time I would walk into the office on Friday, you knew I, what was going to happen. Vanessa would come in. Yep. For those of you that don't know, Vanessa, lovely woman. God bless her. I love her and her, her family and her oh, sister. Oh, one of the greatest people I've ever met. And, but I've also wanted to hit her a couple yep, times as well. And I have to tell myself never hit a woman, Jay yep, Chima. Yep. Never hit a woman. Yep. But uh, every Friday, she would come in the office and be like, Good afternoon, everybody. It's our Friday. Except for you, Brandon. Because today's your Monday. Oh, I'm we're going to the city. I'm dying over here. We're going to the city, Brandon. What are you going to be doing? Oh, you're going to be sitting at your desk all weekend. <laughs> she would do that laugh. And, bro, like... I love Vanessa, but there were times I where I thought the jail time would be worth it. And mm-hmm. then we went to like a new booking system and I, I definitely needed like Vanessa's help. And that mended the, all right, there's only so many more like it's my Fridays I could listen to. But yeah. like, this is OK. This yeah. is fine now. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, I used to work with her Friday nights and she would hold down those she shuttles. And when I when I would say she worked with me on Friday nights, I would I, I mean that she was at 25 percent of the Fridays <laughs> that she was supposed to be there. So it was just me holding the bag until 11 p.m. Just getting <laughs> fucked with all kinds of sh- <laughs> shuttle bullshit. And I'm like, oh, this isn't worth it, Jay Chima. Yep. <laughs> this isn't. Yeah, I remember worth many times on the car ride home, you'd call. I gotta talk to somebody. I gotta talk to somebody. That's funny because uh, I would call you and uh, we would just, you know, it, I think we did this quite a bit. We did like a three year therapy session. Oh, yeah. And those three year therapy sessions and phone calls turned into football talk. Yep. And I was like, I think you're the one idea. Like, let's put this shit down on a fucking no podcast, shit. bro. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, that's where the genius idea came from. Yep. But finishing up on Vanessa, dude, I think she has a kid now. She's yep, like she's got married, a kid. got a kid. She's doing her own thing out there now. I think the little one's go, going to be a year in February. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty. I think she was like a Valentine's Day baby. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right. All right. I think so. Well, Vanessa, if there is a small, small chance you're listening, we love you. Oh, I'm going to send it to her. <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm to text it to her. I haven't talked to her in a while. Like every now and then we'll, we'll shoot the shit. I haven't talked to her in a while. Be like, you're gonna live on forever in internet lore as Happy Friday, everyone except for Brandon. Yeah, that's yeah. And then oh, bail, you know, she'd rub it into with that fucking tone. Oh my god, Ugh. I'm going through the city, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, what am I doing? Oh, getting bent over a barrel. I couldn't think of a better way to spend that my weekend. It's fucking hilarious. Other than that, man, you have a good week, though. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. good. It was you know, it was pretty quiet. Yeah, pretty quiet. Not that bad. It, uh, Tara was down in the Caribbean with. Uh, you know, friend of the podcast, Pat, with he changed his Instagram handle uh, to Smoky Pints. To Smoky Pints. It used to be uh, underscore beer or something. It was Connecticut, ridiculous. CT underscore beer underscore adventures. But now 
Pat's Smoky Pints on the uh, the Instagram uh, page. You know, good cigar reviews, good beer reviews, same and, old, same and, old. And he'll, he'll just throw his selfie out there at all times. Oh, yeah. He'll just randomly throw a selfie out there. Yeah. You know, he's got, he's got a chimney going. You know, he's doing that. But, yeah, the, they were down there for a little familiarization trip for our job down in the Caribbean. It was like a cup of coffee. They were only down there for a day. But it's pretty much like bro weekend with Marcus. So, you know, he didn't die. He wasn't missing any digits. Oh. And I didn't give him food poisoning. So that was a great weekend. Nice. That's what you guys did. Just kind of hung out? Uh, he had soccer. He had soccer on Saturday. Yeah. Um, they left Friday, so we were hanging out Friday night. He went ice skating with a friend, then soccer on Saturday, and then went to went with dad on Saturday night. And then Sunday was just me and him hanging out, and you know he was talking to me about like the the new hot video game. And I can't believe, do you know they still like Minecraft is still a thing? And like they still Are you update serious? that? Yeah, dude, it's like almost twenty years old. Wow! Like right. he was talking to me about like Minecraft, and I'm like, holy shit! Like that's yeah. that's still a thing. Yeah. Are you like, uh, were you like able to relate to him on a pop culture level? A little bit. Well, with, not with the Minecraft thing. Yeah. It's been like a decade plus yeah. since I've played that. But no, like all the other stuff, like, are you kidding me? Like Grand Theft Auto and all yeah, that yeah. other things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Homeboy cool, huh? still got it down. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. We got cool. OG. Got- <laughs> OG. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Cool, you know. Cool. Um, in regards to the podcast, quick rundown. We will uh, wrap up this bullshit segment that goes nowhere. Um, I'm going to crack open my Coke. <laughs> Oh, no, it's a, it's a Bud Diesel. Bud oh, Diesel yeah. of Coke. Oh, yes. Oh, that's that's good stuff. Yep. Uh, we will recap week four of the NFL season. Um, when week four rolls around, uh, which is 25% of the season, you have a good, firm grasp of what teams are going to be. Um, there's still a couple lingering questions for most teams out there, but for the most part, we have a good idea of who the players are going to be for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So we'll hit out three storylines coming out of week four, uh, and then we will look forward to week five and the marquee games. Yeah. How's that sound, bro? It's going to be great. Let's fucking get this shit on the road, bro. Yeah, real quick, though. Oh, here we We go. We got to address, you know, big fucking blow up in fantasy football. Oh, my God. You know. Jesus. God, listen, I love me the Bowler Brothers. I do. Yeah. But, like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) If somebody is literally putting in a group chat, I am open for business, make me an offer, you can make them an offer. I knew. I knew. Well, do you want to give the backstory? You give happened? the backstory. So here's the backstory. You know you were having a bad day in fantasy football, but you're reaching out to me for trades. Listen, <laughs> it, it was so bad that I uh, I accepted. A, first of all, I have a, a rule. I have three rules in life, right? Um, I'm respectful. Um, I don't hit women. And I will not trade with Brandon DePuma Silva in fantasy football. Yep. I was in such a bad spot Sunday night when I was 0-4 in my fantasy league. That I actually decided to make a trade. Yeah, hey, wait a minute. How much did you lose by to put you in this bad spot? Uh, 0.4. Yep. And that's what put me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I was 0-4 and, and I lost to I lost to you with, by 0. 0.4. 73.1, yep. 73.5, Thank God right? for Leonard Fournette. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's it. I'm either going to kill myself or I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and make a trade with Brandon. And the funny thing was I, I sent you a trade and you accepted it. And I remember Tara texted me. Uh, and she was like, oh, my God, I heard about the trade. Are you okay? Because I told her. Because we were talking. Dude, dude, her, her text was, I heard about that trade. Yep. Are you okay? Because I messaged you. Uh, we were talking. And yeah. you, you messaged me. And, you like, it seemed legit. And you're like, you know, I'm literally open for business. Like, yeah. make me an offer. And I was like, all right. Well, Stefan Diggs for Odell. Just yeah. just throwing it out there because I thought you were going to say no. Yeah. I thought you were, like, fucking with me. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, send it through and hit accept. I'm like, yeah, I'll send it through and you're going to be an ass and hit decline. Yeah. And you hit accept and I took a screenshot and I sent it to Tara in our work chat. And yeah. I was like, I don't think he's okay. Oh, I, don't I, think, I, a, I don't think oh, he's okay. I was in a dark place, bro. I was in a very dark place on the night. And I should you not, Brandon. I had to sit down and think to myself, why am I letting fancy football <laughs> ruin my fucking Sunday? And I'm not lying to you, Brandon, and we'll get to the rest of it, but I am on the verge, and I'm not joking about this, there's a good chance I will not play fantasy football next year. Mm-hmm. This is like two years in a row. I had, like three years ago, I had a great run. I was in the finals, right, um, against Blake, I believe, um, two or three years ago. Whatever it was, I had a great run, yeah, but okay. ever since then, it's been absolute just trash for me. You know what I'm saying? And the worst thing is I get on here thinking I know about football. I talk I talk football like I know something, and I'm 0-4. Hey, you just got to get dynamic, man. You got the, the waiver wire, you know, trade trade people out. Don't wait too long. Well, I knew that if I didn't make drastic changes this week, I, I, w- I should just give and up. It's not, and here's the, the fucked up thing is, like, everybody in our league is, like, at two and two. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Yeah. It's everybody's still within striking distance. Yeah. So yeah. who fucking knows? But we made that trade, dude. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby and Mike, yeah. y'all need to chill. Like it's, it's a fuck. It's fantasy football. The reason why there's no vetoes yeah. is to keep people from but, just vetoing for fuck's worth sake. But I don't want to hear about collusion when the week before you literally put it in a group chat, put your name, you put your phone number, and you say. Text me with any trade offers. I am open for business. Yeah. You put that out there a week ago. Yeah, I don't want to hear people cry. And I put that in the group chat, and I was going to, like, um, just try to see what good uh, request I would get. But after going on four, I was like, I need to turn this whole fucking team around. Yep. I had to just dump everybody and just turn it all the way around. Um, I Listen, I still, I still want to move Josh Jacobs. I want to move off of him. Like, he had one good week uh, with the Raiders, and the last three weeks he's been just, eh. Kind of crap, right? But I'm they get like to... an e- like once they get off this bye, like they they go to London this weekend, yeah. And then after the bye week, I think they have a pretty favorable schedule for Josh Josh Jacobs on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, fortunately for me, I have a second uh, second league with the trade win league, and I'm two and two in that, which is basically everybody's two and you two. You crushed it last week too. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good it was a good week, but. Yeah, man. The, uh, I don't know what those guys are up in arms about, but I will say this is the case why we need league vetoes. Why? Well, league vetoes are important just because it gives everybody the illusion of democracy, even though there isn't. It gives somebody, it gives people like the chance that they have a say in shit. Right, but then and that's like, the biggest thing they're pissed off about. Is right, but then you're the one that wants to revamp your whole team, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're putting trades out there, like you traded with me, you traded with one of them. Uh, Mike, you know, love you, Mike, but you kind of came off as a hypocrite when you're going all fire and brimstone with your brother, then you pull off a trade with Jay, and then, you know, uh, Freddie sends you a trade, but, like, you're trying to revamp this, and then there's people that are vetoing your trades, like, they're getting in the way of your fucking roster here. Yeah, but it gives credibility to, to the league. Simply put. But, again, like, I put that in the email, if people yeah. fucking read it. Well, come that, on, Brandon. I mean, like, we're not going back to that point again, but, like... Nobody's going to sit no, there and read through the No, but the like, league. or you could just literally go to league settings and look down and see league league manager vetoes trades. Yeah. Well, it turns out that none of us really read it. Clearly. It, so that's an issue. So I want to hear people crying about it. I put yeah, it but bold. Like, but bold. No, no, Brandon, like if one or two people didn't read it, that's fine. That's on them. But if all of us didn't read it, then the system failed itself. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, put it out us. there. It's all y'all. Regardless. Okay. Um, but yeah, those guys are up in arms, and there's a good chance I'm never playing fantasy football again. Okay, Brian, I'm not lying to you. Okay, <laughs> you said that last year too. You <laughs> no, said that last no, year. Last year was different, dude. You said it for the last two years. I'm never playing fantasy football again. <laughs> and then once the summer rolls around, hey man, we're doing fantasy football. <laughs> like I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I will believe it when I see it. Oh Until then, I'll pencil you in. You for know what next I hate year. the most? What I hate the most is I was looking at what's that kid's name? Um, uh, producer Joe or that yeah. thing. Oh, dude, the fact that he has, like, people that are empty on his roster and he's still crushing. <laughs> oh, I, I've, oh, I fucking, oh, you have no idea. Dude, I've, I've tried, I've sent him the links to reset shit. Like, people like that should be in the league next year, all right? Hey, take that up with Joe. Send him a text. Joe, listen, we love you, man. You're awesome. Thank you for all the help on the podcast. But God damn it, bro, fucking set your lineup. I mean, I'll take that over people crying about trades. But, uh. Who's crying over trades? Oh, half the fucking league. For, well, actually, not even half. Two people. Two people. So even if there were vetoes, there would have been enough to veto the trades anyways. Yeah. But no, it's like I said, it's all about the illusion that you're in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is. Yeah. People want to feel like their voices are heard. Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, Okay. You want to watch football? Real football this time? Yeah, I guess we could. Yeah, I guess we could talk about it. (laughs) I guess so. You got the floor first with Uh, your storyline. So top three storylines that came out of uh, this past weekend for me. The uh, first one being uh, the Patriot offensive woes. Um, I've seen this uh, building for the last, I would say, two games, and this came to a head up in Buffalo. Um, the Patriots looked absolutely horrid. It was 16 and 10 on offense. They couldn't move the ball one bit. Um, I Now, maybe the Bills' defense is a top-five defense when it's all said and done, and maybe you look back at this game and think about it differently. But as of right now, I, I am worried about the lack of offensive prowess on that team. Um, Tom Brady himself, he looked his age. He looked 18 of 39, 150 yards, one INT. Um, and I started hearing the, oh, he's old. It's time for him to go away. I heard it about three or four times yesterday and today. Um, a couple people on national TV were like, this is 43-year-old Tom Brady. And I'm like, oh, it's fucking one game. It's fucking one game, you know? Um, 
Now, there are quite a bit of injuries that are leading up to all the issues on offense. Our offensive line is decimated right now. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Uh, center Andrews, uh, left tackle Isaiah Wynn, and the offensive line play in general was just bad. Um, wide receivers are bad as well, man. Um, Josh, had a few drops. Josh Gordon cannot separate. Watch that tape. This is two, years, two weeks in a row now. Mm. Uh, we'll talk about it more. But Josh Gordon cannot separate. He is not a number one receiver anymore. Simply put. Edelman, dude, he's he's always there for us, but he was hurt coming off his fucking rib injuries. Philip Dorsett and Jacoby Myers were non-factors. And on top of that, the running game was absolute horror. They're really missing James Devlin. Dude, it's not like, good. They couldn't even they, – they, they're not even really using 21 personnel. Like, they, yeah. granted, they didn't really have a tight end. So yeah. you put James Devlin out there as an extra blocker. Now the one and thing they can't I, even get Sony Michelle going. Exactly right. Uh, the one thing that I will say is, um, I, I don't know if Brady's hurt. Um, there's uh, this theory being thrown out there that um, he's practicing less, which uh, he's practicing practicing less during the week, which could mean either he's hurt or he's on some sort of pitch count to save his arm. Forty two mm-hmm. I get that. But the fact that they brought in Cody Kessler. When they never carry more than two quarterbacks, it kind of tells me something. You right. Know Stidham scared the shit out of them the, when they exactly, came to mop, right? mop up duty. Um, the positive, the defense, though. Oh my God. This defense continues to fucking show out. Unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, top, top two defense in the league after the Bears, right? Um, right now, uh, they have, they took away the ball four times against uh, the Bills, three INTs from Josh right. Allen. Um, and the defensive MVP so far is Jamie Collins, man. The guy is absolutely a stud everywhere. Anytime you look up, he's making plays. Defense is sound, fundamental, explosive. So that's going to carry us through. But I, I am seriously concerned about the offensive boys, and hopefully they can turn around. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, they uh, that defense, buff, the Bills didn't like. They were throwing the kitchen sink at them. They were blitzing. Nobody really blitzes Tom Brady anymore. Yep. They yep. were blitzing. There was one play. I think it was in the fourth quarter with like less than five minutes left, and the Pats are trying to run play action. And Tremaine Edmonds was was not fooled at all. Yep, he uh, really turned around and he was right there. I saw was, that play. Was not fooled, yeah. and he threw it. And Edmonds was like a fucking hand away yep. from getting an interception. Yep. And then that one, uh, the one pick that Brady did throw in the end zone, yeah. they flushed him out of the pocket. They made yep. you know the forty plus year old guy yep. be mobile, and he, he just threw it right at the guy. So definitely, definitely something to watch for sure. Because I mean, this defense is great, yeah. but when you start facing like the Kansas Cities of the world and and all those other teams, you're gonna have to put points on the board. Yeah, and I, and I think they will. Uh, I hope they will, because against Kansas City. Uh, against Green Bay, who started coming alive. Against the Dallas, who's going to throw up some points. Saints and Super Bowl. I mean, th- you're going to have to outscore those guys. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm concerned. I'm genuinely concerned about this team in general right now on the offensive side. Defensive side, we'll right. it's all it's great right now. Right. Uh, mine, real quick, uh, my first topic was uh, the, the Detroit Lions. I, that they think, I think they look legit. Uh, they went into that game last week against Kansas City. Technically, they were undefeated. They were like 2-0-1. But I mean, they went toe to toe with Kansas City. Matt Stafford was looking uh, was looking vintage with three touchdowns, 291 yards. I mean, he went 21 for 34, uh, and I mean, he had a better stat line than Mahomes. So Mahomes went 24 for 42, 315 yards, zero touchdowns. Uh, Mahomes looked a little flustered in the pocket at times. He had to be a little bit more mobile. Uh, it, in this division in the NFC, the NFC North is still wide open. I mean, Green Bay's defense came to, back down to earth against the the Eagles on Thursday night. Uh, the Bears are, you know, without Mitchell Trubisky, which isn't really a loss. If anything, it's a status quo with Chase Daniel now being the the quarterback. In Minnesota, they can try to run the ball 9,000 times in a game, and they have the two best, you know, wide receivers in the league, and they can't even attempt to throw the ball. So, and and Adam Thielen was already coming yeah. out, casting shade, being like, he can run the ball for 125 yards every game, but at some point you're going to need to throw, yeah. taking, a, taking a couple of shots at – uh, cousins and they have a history going back towards the end of the year last year. So, if the Lions can keep this up coming out of their bye week this week, th- this division they could really start running away with it. And it it's going to come down to them in Chicago at this rate, especially the back half of their schedule. It's almost every game is a divisional game once you get past like week eleven. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely something to watch. So Lions are looking pretty good. Yeah, I will agree with you. I uh, they are legit. Once they beat um, the Eagles to about a week ago, I was like, oh well, you know, it's a maybe bad day at the office for the Eagles. But dude, they shocked the fuck out of me. Dude. They surprised me. And if it wasn't that one um, fumble return by Brilliant um, for the Chiefs, they probably could have won that game. Yeah. So. I'm buying into the Lions, man. Yep. They're real. That was legit. great. Yeah. 
uh, unexpected truth for you. That, uh, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, everyone was like, oh, like the Lions are going to be the Lions. Oh, they might like some people had them as a dark horse, but they're almost like a punchline. Being yeah. like, yes, eh, like it's going to be the Bears and the Vikings, and then Detro- like Detroit's going to be the the rear. Yeah. Well, that was the second biggest shock of Sunday. The first shock of the day, and my second storyline is the fucking Buccaneers going into L.A. and just running roughshod over the Rams. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that score. Yep. 55-40, to 40, Buccaneers went into Memorial Stadium or Coliseum? Uh, the Coliseum. The Coliseum and beat the Rams. I was shocked out of my mind. Yep. Um, now, is it just a bad day off at the office for the Rams, or is it the Bucks are actually good? And I'm not going to lie to you, I'm leaning towards the I'm Bucks leaning are with for the real. Bucks are yeah. good. I-, I think the Bucks are a dark horse uh, playoff team right now. Um, their coaching staff is unreal. We talk about this in the summer. And I tell you what, Bruce Arians, quarterback whisperer. A fucking call it a day. No if you make Jason, uh, I'm sorry, Jameis Winston uh, look like fucking Joe Montana, uh, I'm on board, right? The guy was 28 of 41, uh, 385 yards, four touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 84. Like, Jameis Winston. You know what I'm Yeah. This is what he was supposed to be when he was drafted out of, out of college, out yeah. of Florida State. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think they're for real, man. They should be 3-1 and one because they missed that chip field goal against the Giants late to win that game as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, this team is a good team. Um, in regards to Rams, man, how could that defense let 55 points be dropped on them? Right. Like, that's insane to me. Yep. Like, that defense is solid, fundamental, good. Aaron Donald, uh, Brockers, fucking, you know, Tlaib, all those Fowler, guys are yep. absolutely amazing. Great defense. And Wade Phillips, right? Um, now, I don't think this is a trend for these guys. It's just a bad of the office, like I said. Um, but the offense didn't help either, man. Jared Groff had four turnovers. Um, even though he threw 500 yards, it was still yeah. not a good day at the office G- for Gurley him could, I think Gurley averaged, I mean, I have the numbers here. Five I think rushes were, for 16 yeah, yards. Yeah. I tell Insane. you what, I, I'm off the, Gurley, I don't think they returned to his form, man. Like, sure, they had to throw the ball because it got behind early. Right. The Rams, and they had to throw the ball, and he got uh, taken out of the game that way. But I just don't see it. I don't see any explosiveness. I right. don't see any confidence. And this is going back a year now. Yeah. How much longer can we give him the benefit of the doubt before we call for what it is? Right. I mean, he looked explosive. I think it was in the red zone. I think it was on the first touchdown drive where he lowered his shoulder to plow himself in there. But after he, like you said, granted, it might have been game script. Yeah. But even up until this point, He's been like non-existing, and then like he's losing touches to Malcolm Brown, and at some point, we got called for what it is. Somebody's gonna have to say he doesn't like, "Have it anymore, Todd." You know, we, we Todd might Father. Be, we might be going with Daryl Henderson. He's not even running like the Todd Father, man. Oh, yeah, okay. We can't give him that you name. Know? Yeah. You know, yeah. Only winners that get the Todd Father name. But, uh, but yeah, that's my second storyline, man. I, I couldn't believe that score. I couldn't. Were you shocked when you saw that as well? Uh, yeah, because I was cooking dinner and I was holding my breath because I was playing Blake in fantasy football. And I had a lot riding uh, in that game as well, too. And I was just, I was amazed that, you know, Jameis was looking like, uh, you know, the like we said last week, the best quarterback in the in, in the NFC. And he might be, a, you know, top, if he keeps playing like that, a top 10 quarterback rest of the way. I mean, Bruce Arians is doing magic with this guy. Uh, and look at the damage that Chris Godwin is doing when all the coverage is rolling towards Mike Evans. This is definitely something to watch moving yeah. forward. Uh, my second storyline. And even Evans is still fucking balling out. Evans is balling out yeah. of his mind, too. Uh, is uh, the, the Washington Redskins. Oh, my God. Redskins. Jesus Christ, dude. They, they, They're going to ruin Dwayne Haskins. They, I said it last week where... The Dolphins are like the pun of or the butt of everyone's jokes. Redskins are up there as well. But at least the Dolphins have a plan. Yeah. At least like they're they have a purpose for yeah. what they're doing. The, what the hell are they doing in Washington? I don't like know, dude. the the it, the front office is not on the same page with the coaching staff. The Snyder and Bruce Allen seem to be lobbying hardcore to have Dwayne Haskins play, which I think is really just because Haskins is uh, Snyder's son's best friend from high school. Uh, and Jay Gruden's trying to, you know, coach for his job or coach in a way that he can explain in job interviews next year. And they just, there's no, there's no connect the connection there. Uh, he, Haskins is not ready at all. I mean, he didn't look that great in the preseason. We chalked it up as it's a preseason, but I mean, he went nine for 17, 107 yards, three interceptions against probably one of the worst defenses in the league in the New York Giants, and they were looking like a top 10 unit on Sunday. It yeah. was it was insane. He, they couldn't get anything going. Um, Bruce Allen, he needs, Bruce Allen needs to go. That, like, listen, that, Bruce, whole, that whole front office needs to be gone. And the coaching staff. Like, 
I get it for some like they want to get a new stadium and you know I think uh, I think Albert Breer kind of reported on this on Twitter and in the Monday morning quarterback article last weekend uh, that Allen is kind of staying on because they're trying to get a new stadium built in the downtown DC area because going over to Landover Maryland is a pain in the ass to get to but this is just insane since he took over as the president of operations general manager all that all that stuff. They are 59, 88, and one. Like yeah. it is insane. It's they're gonna kill, they're gonna kill Dwayne Haskins, which, you know, body language aside on the sideline, Dwayne isn't really doing himself any favors either. Sure. So this this whole organization, God bless you, Redskin fans, but the, the, it is insane what the what Snyder and Bruce Allen are doing to this team right yeah, now. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for Dwayne Haskins, man. They're gonna ruin this kid's career. Like, sure, he's not ready to play yet, but my God, after you have all this turmoil. All these fucking reports coming out that Dan Snyder forced Dwayne Haskins on the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And then the coaching staff is uh, making it a point not to develop him. Like, how unprofessional is that shit? Well, right? I don't know. And then on top of that, now now he, now fucking Jay Gruden is saying that Cole McCoy might start next week against the And Patriots. that makes sense. I mean, and that makes sense. It makes sense if you don't throw Dwayne Haskins out there. Now, once you go to Dwayne Haskins, you can't go back. Well, I think it was to prove a point to the front office that this kid's not ready. And... I saw a report, so, uh, I think it was a local reporter, talking about how, you know, Dwayne Haskins is running the scout team. Yeah, the backup quarterback is going to be running the scout team during the regular season. Yeah. Like, you might you might get the last five to ten reps in a, in a session, but you're not going to be getting first team reps the entire practice. So, yeah, that makes sense. If you're going to put Dwayne Haskins out there, don't one. Don't put him in the middle of a game where you're, it's already a blowout. Yep. You have no offensive line. Your number one weapon in Terry McLaurin didn't play, and he's probably going to miss this week with a hamstring issue. And you don't want to put him against New England because you have no offensive line against this dynamic that defense. Defense is going to eat him. You up have good. no tight ends because Vernon Davis just went into yeah. concussion protocol. McLaurin might miss. Who's starting? It's Paul Richardson, Chris Thompson, and Old Man AP. And Who's the, who's the little skinny white kid? Uh, I don't even know his name. He was, a, I think, he's a rookie or second year player. Eminem? I don't know. Maybe ah. he might run. He might get some production out there. It's just, it's bad. Be, it's a bad Redskins team, and it sucks because they're a story I, franchise. I agree with you, man. Uh, I think everybody in the coaching staff. Well, first of all, Jay Gruden's got to go. The way he fucking talks, the way he is. If people have an issue with how Belichick talks to people, then you should have a massive issue with how Jay Gruden comes off. But he needs to go. The whole coaching staff needs to go. And the front office needs to go. This needs to be built from the ground up again. You know what I'm saying? And and they just fucking waste away this kid. I think they're going to ruin Dwayne Hassan's career, truthfully. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Uh, my third and final takeaway and storyline from week four was the Cleveland Brownies saving their season. Um, they went into uh, Baltimore and beat the Ravens. And they found the formula to win, which is run the ball, play tough defense, and take pressure off of Baker Mayfield. Um, the O-line stepped up big time this week as well. Um, they actually had a great outing. Uh, offense uh, looked great, 530 yards, 40 points, and all of a sudden they find themselves first in the division with a tiebreaker over the Ravens, yep. right? Uh, as tumultuous as it's been, as uh, bad as the negative headlines have been, they're first in the division right now. Uh, Baker Mayfield himself rebounded, 20 of 30, uh, 342 yards and a touchdown and uh, 60 QBR. Not bad. Uh, but the highlight was uh, our boy Chubb. Oh, oh, Chubby! Chubb went off. 20 rushes, 166 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Landry also balled out. Um, and this was a must-win game. And no lie, man, I was impressed with the Browns. I was I was genuinely impressed. Um, Kitchens had a good game as well, and they showed a lot of grit. Now, the one thing that I want to point out, and I and I know, and I know a lot, maybe we'll give us some flack for this, but I think Kitchens has a point after the game when he said that, Marlon choking Odell out and not being thrown out of the game or suspended or anything is an indictment in how the league views Odell Beckham Jr. Because what uh, did you see what happened? Yeah, I heard about it. I saw a re- so the I cornerback play real quick. Watch, yeah. watch the video again when you have a chance. After watch the video tonight when you have a chance. But Marlon. So first of all, leading up to it, they had some back and forth as always. Right. Cornerbacks and wide receivers do, um, and they were you know punching each other. Pushing each other, shoving each other, and again, and on one play, it went over the line where Marlon threw Odell down to the ground and then started choking him. And on live TV, you can see a man. The image is unfucking real. Right. That Odell's flat on the ground, right? And this dude is on top of him, choking with two fucking hands. Right. I saw a tweet though. I think it was Jason Lockett for uh, 
uh, he tweeted out that the the Ravens we, uh, website put a video up uh, there. Uh, uh, that, that, yeah, that's just propaganda right now. No, but like there's a par- they're putting video up of Odell allegedly throwing a punch at him. Of course, yeah. Well, that's why receiver and cornerbacks all day every day punch hands, throw hit him in the fucking face. Well, but this image right here, Brandon. Right. That image I want to see over. I want to see the video of what happened before it that does, because if Odell listen, but, I'm not but it does, listen, it doesn't matter what happened before that. It right, doesn't. But there's a difference between hand fighting on a route and then punching somebody in the face. No, no. Watch the video and it's not as egregious as people make it out to be. But that visual right there, if he was choking, listen, if Marlon Mack, whatever the guy is, Marlon, douchebag, he should be on the fucking league. Truthfully, he's that dirty to me, right? But if even if Marlon wasn't choking Odell, the imagery is fucking horrific what the NFL is putting out right. there. If they have issues with people... Well, if that's the case, then that's going to lead to my next point because it's been a bad weekend of officiating. Well... Well, officiating is a different thing, man. No, th- officiating it, is bad. I get it, but this is this is inciting, in my personal opinion, viol- inciting violence. Right. right. When a kid watches, and I'm um, getting to that, I changed my last topic. It's not about passing interference. So you're leading right into when, my shit. When a kid watches uh, that still image of not knowing what's behind it, with the play before they get into hand fighting, Odell might have punched him. But when a kid watches that still image, that's not good for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Simply so. put. Hey, I, I listen. I'm not doubting. I'm, I'm with you on board. I'm on board with that, with that train of thought. But listen, if you're throwing, if you're throwing punches at people, you're, you're calling for a fucking fight on the field. So, and it's not going to be pretty if, if that's happening. And that leads into my next point. I was on the fence about talking about passing interference rule, but that would have just been the, the most campy thing ever. Week four into the season. It's just the, the lack of consistency with with ejections, with whether it be that or whether it be headshots to to players. I mean, Perfect was ejected uh, for his cheap shot on Jack Doyle, was suspended all year. Okay, fine, I'm bored with that. Perfect is a friggin' lunatic, and something had to be done about that. But there are other hits from Week Four, starting on Thursday, that you really need to start questioning. What is the point of this, you know, unnecessary roughness, or some people call it the targeting rule, if you're not even going to enforce it? Like Derek Barnett's headshot on Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams was knocked out cold, was carried out on a stretcher on Thursday Night Football, and he was not tossed. Unnecessary roughness penalty, 15 yards, and then three plays later, he gets a crucial strip sack that gives the Eagles a, a touchdown. Like, he shouldn't have been on the field for that. There's no, there's no reason for that. And then even later on in that game, there was a guy for the Eagles that got his clock cleared. And... The uh, the one in the Buffalo Bills game, the Jonathan Jones hit on Josh Allen. I mean, listen, I get it. Allen's Allen's running for the first down. He's established himself as a runner. But if you watch the tape in real time, there's a couple of different angles. And if you slow it down a little bit, he's running. He's ducking to protect the ball. One cat's got him by the legs. He's going down. And then Jonathan Jones just comes in with the coup de gras and knocks him, knocks him unconscious. I think he was out when he hit the ground. And... Unnecessary roughness penalty, but that got uh, that was offsetting because there was a hold on uh, of one of the offensive linemen. So there was he gets knocked out of the game. There's no ejection, and Micah Hyde brings up a good point that if anyone on the Bills did that to Tom Brady, yeah, they would Al Riveron probably would have parachuted in and, uh-huh. and personally thrown them out of the game. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, which I'm surprised nobody's really talking about, is Marcus Peters. I thought died when he got the interception uh, from Jameis Winston was running it back for a touchdown and a offensive lineman for an offensive lineman for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers cleared his clock at the one yard line. I thought he was, I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead and there was no flag. There was no, there was no news of a fine. I even looked on Twitter to see if there was a, from the, the NFL reporters, like the Rappaport's and the Garofolos of the world to see if there was uh, any fines issue. Cause they do that on Mondays Sometimes there was nothing listed for this guy. And Al Riveron has just been doing like half-assed attempts at excusing what happened with the Josh Allen hit. There's been no release about Marcus Peters. And I just think it's really hypocritical when you look at the NFL and one of the weekly awards they do is the NFL way to play where they award a player for perfect form and a tackle or doing coverage correctly or, or some nonsense like that. But most of the time it's perfect, you know, open field tackles. Was it a perfect form? And they'll donate to that player's charity of choice for, I think it's either a high school football team or, or whatever. And you have that award, you're donating stuff. But you're not even ejecting these people from the games. You're not even finding some of these people in some cases. And I just think, you know, back to your point of you have kids watching this and you're trying to teach 
these kids the right way to play football and proper tackling skills. And then you see Marcus Peters get his head ripped off on the one yard line. Like, what what are we doing? Like, yeah. you, you need to you need to fucking figure out: Are we are going to award the right way to play, or are we just going to be you know the the real life NFL blitz video game of you know just people hitting each other with chairs and, and whatnot? So yeah, and um, I I will applaud the NFL for suspending Vontez Perfect for a whole year. That dude needs to be out of the league. Yes, Vontez Perfect and the hit he put on the tight end for the Colts was. Well, first of all, Vontez is the dirtiest player I've ever seen, right? Yep. Um, but that hit was uncalled for. Dude was on the ground. Dude was not going to go anywhere. There's right. a guy wrapping him up. Um, so I applaud the NFL for um, suspending him for the year. And truthfully, I would not be mad one bit if he doesn't play another down of the NFL right. ever again. He's just going to hurt somebody someday. But you're right. It's a bigger point. Um, there's a lot of inconsistency in how they call uh, pass, uh, how they call you know roughing the passer or illegal hits or whatever you want to call it. Um, but you are right. I have everything else to that. You're right. Yeah. Uh, the, they, there's no, um, there's no, you know, there's no uniformity today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, moving along to week five, right? Uh, 25% of the season is done. We are going to move on to week five. And our first game that we're going to talk about is the Rams versus Seahawks. Thursday night. Thursday night football. Big probably, division game too. Yeah, probably the best game of the week, man. I'm looking forward to this game. This is going to be a fucking blast to watch and start off man Seahawks have looked absolutely dominant besides the game they had in New Orleans against the Saints uh, yep. besides that one loss they've looked really good uh, the trade for Clowney seems to be working out one ended interception <laughs> right he, he brought he, that to the house too dude, right? he looked like a fucking tight end uh, taking it back yep. I was like that dude can move man yep um, Chris Carson uh, finally didn't fumble this past week Against the Cardinals, he ended up with a good game, 145 combined yards and 26 touches. And then Wilson was just his effective self always, you know, as he is, uh, 240 yards and a touchdown and 66 QBR. The one issue that I do see is uh, Metcalf isn't uh, as big uh, of the offense as I thought he would have been. Um, They're not really throwing to him much. I think he had like one or two targets. Um, And because of that, I feel like there's a lack of downfield playability or explosive plays by the Seahawks. Right. They're very um, they're very run based, um, you know, intermediate routes, but there's no He doesn't have a big route tree either. Yeah, so I, I am concerned about that. But uh, against the Rams, man, I, I think the Rams are going to rebound and they're gonna actually win this game. I have the Rams going up to Seattle and winning. Um, the key to the game is to keep uh, is to run the ball and keep Clowney uh, and that defense of the Seahawks off of Jared Goff. Um, but the question is, can Gar- you know, can Gurley fucking perform and right. provide that running game? Right. Um, now, Goff isn't the guy who's going to throw you to a win. His 68 attempts against the uh, the Buccaneers were just way too much, and those four turnovers really did in the Rams. The defense will rebound after the Bucs game and give him 55 points. I have the Rams winning 32-24. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, not to take up any more time with this game, you pretty much hit all my, st- my stuff. Uh I'm not really expecting Gurley to have a whole lot of success on the ground against this Rams uh, this Rams defense. I mean, they're they're six against the run uh, in the uh, in the NFL. If he's going to have any success, I think it's going to have to be through the air. I mean, David Johnson last week, the Cardinals played the Seahawks, and I mean, he had himself a day. I think he had like three or four receptions for 87 yards. So if Gurley can't establish get the run game going, and if he's limited in the pass game, which I, I hope he bounces back this week. If he's not getting it done in either aspect of the game, now, like, I don't care what Sean McVay is saying. Like, I'm not buying anything you're saying. You you can't tell me otherwise from what my eyes are seeing with, with Todd Gurley. And I think, uh, you know, Jared Goff, he could have a bigger day. Uh, he could have had a bigger day last week if he didn't, you know, start missing people on strides. But this uh, this... This team, I think they could be beaten a little bit in the secondary. They're, they're not really the Legion of Boom anymore. They're still tough. Course, they're still yeah. they're still tough, but uh, I think Goff might have his work cut out for him. Uh, Carson, just keep keep that train going. Keep that confidence going. Yeah, don't fumble. Holding, holding the football. Um, and I think the Seahawks, the tight ends, specifically Will Disley, he took over that role once uh, Vanette got traded to Pittsburgh last yeah. week. And he had himself a day last week. He had himself a day the week before. Uh, this Rams team, they've given up touchdowns in two straight games to tight ends. Uh, Russell Wilson's going to look for him in the in the red zone. Uh, Vegas is calling this a 49 total. Give me the over, but I'm with you. Uh, give me the Rams on the road. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, next up, Jaguar versus Panthers. Uh, surprisingly, a very intriguing game. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect this to be an intrigue-filled game. 
Legend of Minshew lives on, bro, Minshew man. Minshew Mania. <laughs> Uncle Rico, as I call him, right? Uh, he had a great win in Denver. Um, very serviceable, 213 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I've realized he starts out slow, but he comes on really strong towards the end of the games. Um, Fournette was finally effective with 255 yards. And and no lie, man, when everybody when everybody uh, saw Foles going down, uh, they thought this season was a, was a lost oh, yeah. cause. But, I mean, they're balling right now. They're 2-2, two two, which is a lot, which is really good for a, a rookie quarterback, right? And everyone in the AFC South is at 2-2. Two and two. Now, I will say... We need to start looking at Jalen Ramsey and how selfish he's acting here. Um, this team is not done, not by a long shot. They're 2-2, two and two, and they can make a viable run. And this piece of crap, I've always thought he was a piece of shit human being by the way he fucking talks, the way he fucking has disrespect for everybody. And now he's not there for his team that needs him right now. That can generally be a really good team with him mm-hmm. and have Minshew's balling out. So we should start looking at um, Jalen Ramsey and seeing the, uh, seeing the piece of crap that he really is and call him out on it, you know? Uh, moving over to the Panther side, uh, dude, McCaffrey is really stepping it up in Cam's absence. Like, mm-hmm. the, the offense runs through Christian McCaffrey, uh, finished with 170, 179 total yards and 37 touches against the... Uh, Against the Texans, uh, he is getting a lot of touches, and he's on pace for 444 touches, which would be eighth all time. Right, and that's quite a bit of workload. I mean, on he that tied body. he tied Jim Brown this weekend too, mm-hmm. right? For total mm-hmm. scrimmage yards. Yeah, and the reason why I bring that up is because is that too much though on that body? Is that too much usage? Right. Um, the last time somebody had that many touches, it was uh, Murray in 2014 with 449 touches, and he was not the same guy after that season. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on that. Uh, just because Cam is not there, they're running the offense through him. Um, Allen, Kyle Allen was serviceable, man. Uh, three, 232 yards, QBR 43, and right now there's no quarterback controversy in, in right. Carolina. It's, it's, it's his show for a little bit. Yeah, uh, Panthers 21-17, man. All right. Yeah, I mean, I just got to say, I, I love seeing Leonard Fournette going back to the old ways of Leonard Fournette. Yep. Like, he looked explosive. He looked every bit as the first-round draft pick he was out of LSU. Um, this defense... Like you said, I mean, we don't know if Jalen Ramsey's going to start. It started off early last week with I'm sick, and then it was, uh, what was it, like I got a back issue, and then like my ankle. So you know what's funny about that? On Sunday, uh, Adam Schefter reported on the uh, pregame show, yes, he's active, but he has a uh, a back issue, and I have a feeling his back is going to tighten up before the game kicks off. And I'm like, what does that fucking mean? Yep. What does that mean? That means you. That means Jalen Ramsey told Adam Schefter, I'm going to sit out this game. Yeah. You know? But you know what, like... If you have, if you've lost trust in, if I don't know what was said from Doug Marone, but I'm assuming some shit was said that you, you can't reconcile anymore. And then I'm guessing there was probably something said with the front office. It's like the deal with Trent Williams. Unless you're going to fire everyone in the medical staff, Trent Williams is never going to walk through the door. Like once you reach a certain threshold, there's no coming back from that. So this team could go on a hell of a run, but if... Jalen's that firm in his principles that he that he just can't work with these people anymore then it, it, it is what it is at this point. And, you know, you don't want to go out and then fucking, you know, pull a hamstring and then you're never going to be traded again. So you have to also balance that with the, the Jaguars wanting two first-round picks. Well, they, there's a report out there that they did get two first-round picks for him. Mm-hmm. And then Shot Khan was like, no. Yeah. You know? he, he's come out saying he wants to pay this guy. Yeah. Uh, on the Carolina side, I mean, Kyle Allen, the, the Panthers won – in spite of what Kyle Allen yeah. did last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, he t- he fumbled the ball three times. Any other time, that team should be losing if you're coughing up the ball three times. But this Carolina defense was so good last week against a porous offensive line of the Houston Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson had zero time back there. I think he got sacked, like, what, like six times? Yeah. He got sacked six times. He looked like a rag doll. And then the one time that they tried to, uh, they being the Texans, try to get cute with the play calling, they, uh, they had DeAndre Hopkins try to be quarterback, and he throws an interception. Uh, if this defense held DeAndre Hopkins in check, I think they could uh, they could do the same with the young wide receiver core of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, but I will say if Christian McCaffrey, uh, he should have a day. The, this, the staunt uh, Jaguars defense, they've always been suspect to the, the running game. Uh, it's been like that for the last couple of years now, and I, I think he could have himself uh, definitely have himself a day. Vegas is calling this as a forty-one total. Uh, give me the over and give me give me Carolina at home. Cool, cool. Uh, next up, Buccaneers versus Saints. In the interest of time, I'm not going to recap everything I said about the Buccaneers in the uh, storyline section, uh, but they are for real. Just a quick recap on that. Um, I think uh, Bruce Arians, or as I call him, BA, has really got this turn, has really got this team turned around. Um, the Saints, man, I think they're a great team. 
I think they're a great team. They are 2-0 since Breeze's injury, and they've beaten the Cowboys and the Seahawks in that span. Think about that, right? Yeah, they have an easy couple of games coming up, too, after right? this. And the manner that they're winning is in a very team-wide effort, right? Offense plays, eh. Defense plays great. Special teams is there as well. Uh, defense played really well against the Cowboys last week. Three turnovers, and they held the Cowboys to 257 yards. Um, and this is the first time in the Saints, uh, in the uh, uh, Sean Payne era, the Saints have won without scoring a touchdown. Uh, now, Teddy Bridgewater, though, needs to give them just a little bit more, man. He's really up and down. Uh, truthfully, he's more crap than good. Um, but if he can give this team a little more, man, they'd be, they'd be, they'd be set, right. you know? He's tre- yeah, he's, I mean, he's doing his job. He's treading water. Exactly, right? He's, he's, tre- um, he's treading water. He's handing the ball off to Kamara. Yeah, but like I said, he's, he's, uh, I mean, they're winning without Drew Brees. Once he comes back, they're going to be even better. Um, my Saints versus Pats prediction of Super Bowl looks really good right now. Yeah. Um, I got the Saints winning this, though, uh, but I would not be shocked if the, if the Buccaneers right. won this game. Who knows anymore? Right. I dude, mean, dude that's, that, that fucking score against the Rams literally was the definition of any given Sunday. Yeah, no right? shit. I mean, the, the, the last two weeks, Jameis Winston, he's had. 765, uh, 765 yards, seven touchdowns, and two interceptions. Two interceptions over the last two games. And he's thrown for almost 800 yards. It's just it's just simply amazing what uh, Bruce Arians has done. And you know what? Like, all the all the accolades go into Bruce Arians. I don't think enough credit is being given to Todd Bowles. Yep. Because he's done, like, a, a miracle work with this defense from where they were last year to what they are now. Yeah. I mean, they're top, they're like the best defense, I think, I believe against the run. They're like top 10 against the pass. They're right up there in total defense. Todd Bowles is coming out with some exotic blitzes. And I think against this Saints unit, which no disrespect to Teddy Bridgewater, I think he, Bridgewater is going to have a rough day at the office with Todd Bowles dialing up some of these uh, exotic play calls. Uh, and, on the defensive side, sticking with the Saints here, Marshawn Lattimore, he shut down Amari Cooper last week. And then last year uh, when these two teams played, he shut down Mike Evans. And I believe that was the game where Mike Evans got tossed mm-hmm. for where they had a fight in the game. Yep. He was he was ejected for, for the rest of, the, uh, of the, the game. I think Lattimore could give Evans some fits, but then that's going to leave Chris Godwin open on the other side of the field. So they're going to have to balance this, this defensive unit out. Um, I think Kamara, like I said, he could be held in check. This is a top uh, top run defense. Uh, Vegas is calling this as a 47 total. Give me the over and give me Tampa Bay on the road. I really like what's going on. And I think Todd Bowles yeah. in this defense is going to be the key to this to listen, this team winning. Listen, defense is all about hustle, right? You got to be sound. You got to hustle. You got to make sure every single fucking person runs towards the ball and tackles that person, right? It's like rebounding in the in NBA, right, or in basketball. How much hustle do you really have? Um, and being a guy that's played, you know, three practices in ninth grade football, I can say that accurately. Yeah, yeah, look at you. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think, honestly, I think Todd Bowles is going to limit, because we all know Teddy Bridgewater is is essentially check down Charlie. I mean, he only had one pass last week yeah. that went for 20 yards. Yeah. I think he's they're going to shut down the underneath the intermediate routes, and they're going to make Teddy Bridgewater throw the fucking football. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, I have the Saints winning 28-21. Who do you have? Uh, I went with uh, Tampa Bay on the road. Okay. Taking the over in the game, though. That's nice. Uh, Steelers versus Ravens. Uh, Pittsburgh last night finally got a win. Uh, 27-3 in a dominant fashion over Cincinnati. But Cincinnati is pretty bad. I was going to say, real quick, real quick. I didn't watch the game, by the way. was (laughs) Was that Pittsburgh that good? Or was it Cincinnati that bad? Cincinnati's uh, that bad. I'm going with Cincinnati's that that bad. bad. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Now, Rudolph himself, uh, Mason Rudolph made some good decisions last night. Uh, He was 24-28, 229 yards, and a QBR of 87.4. Connor finally showed up with 125 yards and a touchdown. He's been kind of due this whole year uh, for the most part. Um, it's been baked up all year, too. Yeah, I, I don't want to write off the Pittsburgh Steelers just yet. I, I do see some some growth from these guys. They have a good defense. Um, they should be better than what they are showing right now, and they're really just one game out of first place in the FC I North, was just right? going to say, With like, 12 games left, you like Cleveland winning yeah. changed this whole division because yeah. now everyone's within a game. Yep. And then, say, if Cleveland lays an egg mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football yep. and then, you know, Steelers beat the Ravens, they're right there, yeah. and um, even even if Cincinnati wins and all these other teams like teams lose, there's the Bengals are within a game, dude. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're spot on right. But the thing is, though, the Steelers must win this week. They have to to make any noise because if they go two games behind the Ravens, it's kind of a lost cause. At that mm-hmm. point, with Mason Rudolph. Uh, but speaking of the Ravens, man, um, 
In back-to-back weeks, they've kind of fallen back down to earth, right? In back-to-back weeks, uh, the defense has given up 500 yards of offense versus Kansas City and Cleveland. And Earl Thomas is calling out teammates, too. Yeah, best of luck. Um, Where did the pass rush go, right? I don't know where it was. Uh, Baker was only hit one time um, on Sunday, and uh, Chubb went off for 165 yards and three three touchdowns. Um, The defense struggled, which puts more pressure on Lamar Jackson, who's also looking not that good right now. He was kind of wildly inaccurate sometimes during that game. Throwing the double coverage. Like, your team's down. Listen, I get it. You want to air it out, but... Dude, you gotta. You need to you make smart decisions. This classic. Uh, his numbers looked all right. Uh, 24, 34, 247 yards, two touchdowns, a INT, and a sixty QBR. But there were times where I was like, "Oh, that's old, bad Lamar Jackson. You yep. can't be throwing that." You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and the fact that Lamar Jackson, the the most worrying thing for me was the fact that he couldn't push the ball down the field against Cleveland without two starting cornerbacks out. Yeah, there's a second week where the 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 number ones in the secondary sat. Yeah. Now this isn't a must win for the Ravens, but I'm not gonna lie to you uh, to get their confidence back. I, I'm gonna say gotta, it might be. I think it might be a must win. Yeah, I'll take Ravens 42-21. Um, I think they'll rebound, but uh, dude, if they don't win this game, their confidence could be shot. Right. Right. I mean, real quick on the Pittsburgh side i mean like like i said the steelers won but before before you start did you even watch that game i didn't watch, I watched, that game. I watched the whole game i did not watch that game yep. that was a yucky game i watched the whole game i, I, I watched, watched it the after this morning and did the analysis like after point. the second half or the second quarter rather i just started doing my notes for for today's episode i just had it on as background noise but i mean yes the steelers won but i think it was more the Bengals were that bad yeah. than really the, the steelers lighting it up i mean mason rudolph he wasn't really taking shots down the field the one time he did deontay johnson was wide open for a 42 yard touchdown but everything else was dinking and dunking underneath they ran a, the steelers ran a lot of wildcat with jalen samuels and, and uh james connor uh trying to take the heat off of uh of mason rudolph uh and this defense they look great they had eight sacks but i mean the refrigerator that's right next to you jay probably would have done a better job at pass protection probably. than than what the than what the, the Bengals did for andy dalton I, I felt bad for andy dalton the red because, rifle because he's he is a he he is a decent quarterback. He's very serviceable in the right system. I think with Zach Taylor, he can do great things. But if you're not going to have anybody protecting him, how are you going to how are you going to have any success in this in this team? Um, but uh, let's see the the Baltimore side. I mean this this rush defense it, it it needs to show up. I mean they gave up almost 200 yards in the ground to Chubb. Uh, Brandon Williams he missed last week and that was the guy Earl Thomas almost had a throwdown with in the, in the training room after last week's loss. I think if he's going to play, that should shore up this front. I expect Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram to have a bit of a day on the ground. Uh, Pittsburgh has been ranked number 22 against the run uh, so far throughout the NFL. Uh, Mark Andrews, uh, he seems to be getting more involved as he recovers from his foot injury. He's Lamar Jackson's safety blanket, so the healthier he is, I think you're going to see a little bit more success in the passing game. Uh, The over-under is 42.5. Another one, give me the the over... God, I had... I had Pittsburgh. I'm going. I'm, go, I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah. I'm going. Give me yeah. the over. Give Good me Baltimore choice. on the road. Good choice, my I man. Just, Good choice. I just think Mason Rudolph looked okay, but I think he's gonna probably end up shitting himself against the, the Ravens defense. I wish nothing more than Mason Rudolph being a big star in the league, and his nickname is Rudolph the Red Red Nose Reindeer. Yeah. Yes. Look at yes. that. I was a little worried for a second. Yes. Jay. I'm sorry. I don't celebrate Christmas. All right. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Nobody's uh, perfect. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, Packers versus the Cowboys. Second best game of the week that I'm targeting. This is going to be a great fucking uh, game as well. Um, the Cowboys' high-flying offense came to a screeching halt against it was, the Saints. Dude, it was like the clapper took yeah. over play calling. Oh, it was, not it was good. bad. I was like, is this the old Cowboys? Of last like, what ha- who kidnapped Kellen Moore? Oh Where God. is he? <laughs> um, so all big three of the Cowboys were pedestrian. Dak Prescott was 22, 22 of 33, uh, 223 yards and no touchdowns. Uh, Zeke was 18 rushes and 35 yards, one touchdown, 1.9 yard per carry. Dude, 35 yards? Yikes. That was that blew my mind. Yeah, Cooper was at five reception, 48 yards. Um, not good, but the worst thing that came out of a loss was losing Tyron Smith yes. with a high ankle sprain. That's yes. big. That's, that's big huge. news. That's, that's important to watch, man. Now, uh, on the Packers side, the biggest reason the Packers lost to Eagles on uh, Thursday Night Football um, was the fact that they, they failed to score in the red zone due to no running attack, in my opinion. Yep. Um, Green Bay ran eight plays over two possessions inside the Eagles' 10-yard line and came away with zero points and only one 
rushing they play. They passed every fucking time. Now, granted, well, Jamal was, Williams it was went one down. rushing play and uh, seven passing plays. Yep. I was but, like, what? But like, I get, I get it. Jamal Williams went yeah. down. That was a huge blow to this running game. But I mean, you got Aaron Jones. They had the, they had the fullback in there. Like, dude, like they were on the. You're telling me Aaron Rodgers could not just fall. Forward yep. for yep. one yard. Dude, just do fucking quarterback sneak four times. Or just hand it to the fucking fullback. It's unreal. It was unreal. You I'll, need one yard. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like, um, but the, the biggest point being, man, like they need more pass rush balance, simply put. You know what I'm saying? Um, the passing offense clicked, and Aaron Rodgers did end up with 442 yards, two touchdowns, and an INT. Um, but they need to seriously look at that pass rush offense. I'm sorry, pass um, rush balance um, for the offense. Devontae Adams has a toe injury. We gotta watch yeah, that. Yeah, he's gonna miss. That's gonna. That's big. Yeah, right? he's that's gonna miss. Um, but I will take the boys at home, uh, 35, 31. Yep, yep, yeah. That that uh, fantasy football take real quick. Uh, if you're a Jamal Adams owner, or, um, Devontae Adams owner, I should say, uh, definitely want to try to find Geronimo Allison or Marquez Valdez Scantling. On, uh, on the waiver wire tonight uh, because it looks like it is about a 75 to 80% chance that Devontae is going to miss this game against the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, definitely. Do you, want, do you want to trade Devontae Adams to me? No, I'm keeping Devontae. Fuck. Um, but if you uh, want to target these people in the waivers, get, have at it because I think this is going to be a pretty decent scoring game. I mean, on the Green Bay side, real quick, the offense, it always comes out. Like on fire, like the first quarter, maybe the first quarter and half of the second quarter. And then after that, it looks like old Matt LaFleur calling plays for the Tennessee Titans. Like they can't get anything going. There's no for this, you know, Sean McVeigh, Kyle Shanahan style offense. It kind of comes to a screeching halt. There's no urgency. They're passing almost every play in the red zone. Uh, you know, you have to really start looking at, at Matt LaFleur and, and some of these play calling duties for the offensive, you know, guru that um, that he is. Uh, and th- this run game, it just it really needs to get going. I don't even know. I know right now uh, Jamal Williams is listed as questionable. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to clear concussion protocol. He was taken out in a stretcher. I don't think he's going to play this week, in my opinion. So they might elevate someone from the practice squad. They might sign someone off the streets to be a, add depth to that position of, of running back. And the Dallas side, they really need to go back to play action. They they didn't run play action that much. Uh, it really showed last uh, on Sunday Night Football that just this offense couldn't go anywhere. Kellen Moore needs to go back to the well with this, with, the, with play action. Uh, Zeke needs to get more run with the ball, and I think he will. Because if Jordan Howard can run roughshod over this Packers defense that was built up all week leading into the Eagles game on Thursday, and they came back down to earth big time, I think Zeke could have a big day on the ground. And Tyron Smith, you hit on it. That's a huge loss to this offensive line. When he misses games, this offense kind of becomes inept. There's, there's really no, there's not a whole lot of pass protection there. R- uh, run blocking kind of falls off a cliff a little bit too. Uh, you know, Jerry Jones came out and said, you know, Tyron, you know, uh, Ty- Tyron Smith, he, he looks like he's got a he got a high ankle sprain, but we're, we're very confident that he he might be back. You know, we we got good we got good feeling that he might play against Green Bay. We don't it, worst case he might miss a week. We don't feel that bad about Tyron. Uh, we're just gonna take it one day at a time. And, and Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup might come back too. He might play this week. We're, they're gonna practice tomorrow. We'll see what happens with the injury report. Well, for, not to cut you off for a second there. I thought, where did Brandon go? Why is Jerry Jones yep. in this uh, recording studio right now? Yep. So M- Michael Gallup, <laughs> you know, he's tracking. We're gonna have practice uh, on Wednesday. We'll see what happens with the the, tr- the medical staff and the trainers, and we'll see what happens on the injury report. But um, the Puma is saying that Vegas is calling this as a four to seven total. Uh, but he is saying, give, give me the over and give me the, the Dallas Cowboys at home. Um, I have, he has no faith in the Green Bay offense. And how about them Cowboys? Wow. Wow. What a performance. I know. I try. <laughs> Moving out to Colts versus the Chiefs. Um, this could be a sneaky good game, too. Second time I said any given Sunday was when I was watching that Raiders versus Colts game. Dude, what the hell I happened? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, that's why the NFL is just beautiful, man. You have no idea what the fuck you're watching yep. anymore. Um, so the Colts, man, they were on a roll, but they ended up losing to the Raiders. That's that's not good for them. Yep. Um, defensive injuries were the biggest issue, in my personal opinion, why they lost to the Raiders. Malik Hooker and Darius Leonard were out, which allowed for 188 yards on the ground to Oakland. Mm-hmm. On top of that, the defense also gave up three touchdowns in the first four possessions to the Raiders, 
setting up a bad demeanor for the rest of the uh, rest of the game. Uh, real, real quick, real quick, because I, I was in an office on Sunday. Yeah. Did Josh Jacobs get hurt, or did John Gruden fall in love with other running backs? Dude, I don't know game? what happened. That's why I'm moving off the fucking Josh Jacobs. Like, I'm not trying to wagon. open up old wounds here, but th- that's a legitimate question, because I kept seeing... Like uh, Washington and Jalen Richard, yep. and there was one other running yep. back getting work, and I was like, I didn't get an alert on Twitter. Yep. Like, did jo- is Josh hurt. Jacobs hurt? I, I like, think it's just Gruden, man. Okay, I think it's Chucky All being right. Chucky. You know? All right. Um, but speaking of the Col- uh, Colts and how bad they were on defense, the offense was just as ugly, man. Not good for the offense either. Uh, Ebron had three uh, three really bad drops. Brisket threw a game uh, game clinching pick six, and the offense just struggled all the way around to move the ball, man. Yeah, Marlon um, Mack could have, he got dinged up too. Yep, yep. And uh, T. Y. Hilton is needed big time in this offense, man. Yes. They really missed him. Uh, Chiefs, man, they're scary. I, I don't know what else to say. These guys are absolutely insane. <laughs> Patty Mahomes, week in week, I have no more superlatives for him. Right. Um, he threw for three hundred fifteen yards. Didn't throw a touchdown, but didn't need it. Uh, he got the team in position to win. Uh, defense still seems to be bend but don't break. But when it counts, they made the, the plays that they need to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the Chiefs win this 35-21, a little bit of a blowout. Yeah, yeah, I got the I got the Chiefs winning at home as well too. I mean, uh, Brissett, it, listen, like the stat line, it's it's kind of it's not really speaking to what happened in real life football. I mean, Brissett. He went 265 yards, three touchdowns, an interception that sealed the win. But one of those touchdowns was almost in garbage time. I mean, yeah. if you if you had him in fantasy like I did, it bailed you out. But uh, it, it really didn't have that much of an effect. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, he missed last week. Like you said, he had a quad injury. And you really got to be hurt. Uh, T.Y. really has to be hurt yeah. if he's missing a game. I think... You know, it's almost must win with this division here uh, in the AFC South. I think Ty is going to try to play. He's he's a gamer. It's prime time. He's not going to want to miss this. And I think if he does play, he could have he could do a lot of work with this. I mean, Kenny Galladay had himself a day last week. Uh, I think uh, Galladay found the end zone at, at like twice. I think mm, I think so. Yeah, I think something right. like that. Yeah. It would have been three, but it was called back because he he landed out of bounds. But uh, Galladay had himself a day. Uh, this. India, this indie pass rush is is top fifteen uh, in the league, and uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they're going to have to bring their best against this Kansas City aerial attack. I mean, you got Lashawn McCoy and and uh, Travis Kelsey doing like hook and ladder routines out here uh, to to get big gains, and uh, I think it's it's going to be crucial to see if Darius Leonard comes out of concussion protocol. I mean, you can't really put a timeline on this because it's you know it's not like it's a, it's a non-linear injury you can't normally track this as oh he should be back by next week uh so i'm hoping he plays uh the kansas city attack uh, side of the ball uh the run day run game could have a day against this indie pass rush uh this the rush defense i should say jesus i can't talk uh, Indianapolis is towards the bottom of the league in rush defense. Uh, McCoy and insert which Williams here, whether it's D- uh, Damian or Daryl, uh, they should have a little bit of a day on the ground. They should get some work. Uh, Mahomes was held in check last week, like I said, against Detroit. I think with him being at home on Arrowhead in prime time, he's going to want to make it a point and light up the goddamn scoreboard. Uh, and Tyree Kill, he's going to miss this week, but he should be back within the next two weeks. Uh, Vegas is calling this as a 57 total. Give, uh, give me the over. Give me Kansas City at home. Nice. Uh, absu- and this is assuming that, like, T.Y. plays. Yeah. And uh, there's a couple of – dude, there's a bunch of really good games this week. Uh, the last one being the Browns versus the 49ers in Miami football. It's mm-hmm. a great game. Uh, so I'm going to recap everything uh, that I said about the Browns earlier, but they seem to have corrected the ship. Um, I think they're gonna win on Monday football. Browns are forty. Uh, Browns forty. Forty Niners uh, thirty. Um, the Forty Niners were on a bye, so we can't really analyze what they did last week. Um, but in general, the Forty Niners have made uh, progressions in two areas this year that have really helped them out quite a bit. Um, they are great on creating imp- impactful defensive plays. Um, they have seven turnovers in three games. And then for the running game uh, with Matt Breida, Breida, is that his name? Uh, Matt Breida, yep. And then uh, what's the guy's name? Raheem Mostert, right? Raheem Mostert, and I think Justin Wilson. Yeah. I mean, they have a great uh, group of running backs. Um, they're great one, two, three punch. Um, and if you have a great running game with good defensive plays, uh, you have to use your winning combination. And that's why they're uh, they're undefeated so far. But I will say the Browns will win this 40 to 30. All right. Uh, I mean, on the, the Cleveland Browns side, I think Chubb is going to have his work cut out for him uh, this week. I mean, coming going into their bye week, San Francisco uh, so far has been a top five defense against the run. Uh, but you know, Nick Chubb was looking like a savage last week. So I, you know, normal laws, normal laws may not apply when Nick Chubb is running with the football. Uh, Jarvis Landry, 
listen, he had himself a day, but he got knocked out last week with a concussion. So he's in concussion protocol right now. Um, if, if he's, uh, if he's able to play, then I think he might see a little bit more looks with Odell getting more attention and coverage. Uh, if he misses, I expect Ricky Seals Jones to have a little bit more of a day like he did last week with Odell getting all the, the coverage looks. Uh, defense, I mean, no Greedy Williams and no Denzel Ward. It was like no problem last week. I'm, assu- I'm hoping these two guys track the play on Monday Night Football. Uh, the 49ers side, Tevin Coleman's coming back, so now they're going to have a fourth mouth to feed in the backfield. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see what Shanahan does there. I think he was quoted last week saying he likes the challenge of trying to figure out what to do with four running backs in the roster. Um, I think this defense, though, could have a hell of a lot of push against this uh, this weak offensive line of Cleveland. I mean, pressure from the edges with you know Ford and Bosa and Thomas and Armstead uh, should generate uh, you know pressure up the middle for uh, DeForest Buckner. Uh, so I could see the defense having a bit of a day. Maybe you want to target them in fantasy if you're feeling dangerous. Uh, the 49ers defense. Uh, Debo Samuel, he's emerged as, he's starting to emerge as a top target for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Jalen Hurd is hopeful to come back and make his debut on Monday Night Football. He's been sidelined with a back injury. He's kind of a jack of all trades. He was running back at Baylor and then transferred. He did all that shit. So, so he could be uh, the Swiss Army knife for you know Shanahan's offense. Uh, Vegas is calling this as a 47 total. Give me the over, but give me San Francisco at home. I think I think this defense is gonna have a have a little bit of a day against Baker Mayfield uh, in this with this fucking uh, offensive line, and I think he could probably throw a pick six or two. You see uh, Baker still calling out his critics after the game. Baker, why, why do you do that? Baker just needs to he needs to stop. Yeah, he like just, he's got rabbit ears for. For everything, and then like he's taking shots at AB, and then they have like this this beef. Like, dude, you have bigger things to worry about. Like, how are we going to save our season? And it's not like it gets any easier after this game. They they start going through the the fucking teeth of it, and then they go into a bye week, and then hey, first game after the bye week is the New England Patriots. Like, maybe you should focus more on what's going on in the building and less about what Rex Ryan is doing. Which Rex Ryan is not wrong. Okay, well, that is a wrap on our podcast. Do you want to get to anything, my good friend? No, no, I think that's it. Okay, let's fuck it up. Yeah, so Facebook, Instagram, Pro Football Radio Podcast, Twitter, PFR Podcast. I'm on the Twitter machine, Brando underscore Puma. Jay Chima is at Jay Chima. Episode, this episode and previous episodes can be found on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. You can reach us on social media. Uh, Hit us up with questions, a little mailbag. Freddie sent us one about uh, Vontez Perfect, but we pretty much answered it without having to read the question because we were both on board with the NFL being okay with suspending him. So, yeah, send us a, send us a question if you got him. We'll address it on the mail. And that's all I got for the plugs. Via Condio.